there are four types of technical SEO. This is Time for Marketing, the marketing podcast that will tell you everything you've missed when you didn't attend the marketing conference. Hello and welcome to the Time for Marketing, the podcast that brings you all of the information from the marketing conferences that you have missed or were not able to attend. This is episode number 23. We are big into our second year of podcasting. And my name is still from the beginning till the end, Peter, and I'm your host for the podcast. If you love the podcast, of course, go and, and subscribe. And if you would like to be on uh, if you would like to be on our newsletter mailing list, you can find it on our website, timeformarketing.com. All of that just to start off because we have to go directly into our content. We have a great guest here with us today, Paul Shapiro. Hello and Hi, welcome Peter. to the Thanks podcast. Thanks for having me. Um, Paul, you live in or around New York. How is living in one of the best, biggest, best, biggest, um, and other great things? Oh, it, cities it, it in is the, world? the best. Um, it's the best to be living in the best city. Um, actually just moved from, from, from Boston. Uh, although I'm from the area, okay. New York city area originally. So it, it's, it's sort of nice to be home. Hmm. Hmm. Do you people from New York regularly take a stroll down, uh, the, I just forgot the name of the giant park that you have down there. Central park. Um, yeah. Do you just. Yeah, you daily go there, or is that not a thing? And we just only feel that uh, Hollywood movies show that to us. It's not that close to where I am currently, but um, you know, growing up as as a child, I I used to always go to Central Park, and it it was definitely uh, a place where I spent a lot of time. And and New Yorkers certainly go to Central Park and, and spend time there. One of the best things that I thought about New York is that you are in probably the greatest metropolitan area, but you can take the subway or however you call that, the uh, local train directly to the beach and you can go swimming. Uh, and, you know, it's it's very close and this is a really great thing. Not all, uh, not a lot of big cities have a thing uh, like that's that. That's true. I've, I think I've, I've probably taken that for granted, but it, it is nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Paul, I if you are right now, people probably know you. You've done a lot of great things about the internet uh, on the internet, especially people that uh, like to work on and about SEO. There is a nice quote that I found about you on the internet. It says, "In a world filled with shitty blog posts that rehash the same info in different ways, Paul's articles are always a treat to read." You are the partner and head of SEO of the Catalyst Agency, and you are one. You are are you the founder of the Big SEO subreddit? Um, tell us a bit more about how you got into SEO and why do you think that SEO is? If you do uh, think that SEO is the best channel in <laughs> yeah, the world, yeah. Um, so I got into SEO by no spectacular means. I, I, I think a lot of people in the industry have 
much more impressive stories than I do. Uh, it, it was it was the job that I got into right after university. Uh, so I'd graduated, had a mild interest in in marketing, and actually was looking to get into social media marketing and couldn't find any jobs. Uh, at least no, no companies were willing to hire me for such a role. And it just so happened that in my my formative years in in high school and, and earlier, instead of you know working a typical uh, retail job or or McDonald's, I I, I did freelance you know, web design and, and development. Uh, I didn't even know what SEO was when I graduated, but I applied to one SEO job and I I got that one. Um, and I, I was I was educated afterwards why it was it was such a great fit for me. Um, and I, I've been working in the industry ever since. All right. Um, you are known for the subreddit Big SEO. It has become one of the most one of the important parts of where people go to find um, SEO uh, related questions. Do you think that Reddit as a um, community has an added value to compared to other, may there be Slack communities or um, Telegram communities or yeah, even just yeah, websites? I mean, I, it sort of fills an interesting um, need. Uh, I, I love. I'm in. A, I'm on a lot of Slack communities and, and private chat rooms, and they're great because you know you're you're only talking to a certain people. It's completely private. That information is not going to be shared around. It serves its purpose. And then there's much more public channels, and then there's Reddit, which is sort of in between. It is both uh, both a public uh, platform. People can see what you're saying, but a lot of people tend to anonymize themselves. They don't use their real names. They use uh, pseudonyms. They create new accounts just to ask a certain question. Uh, so there's there's a level of privacy, and uh, people could be a little bit more real in a way, while still you know you know making a public statement or or asking a, a question in public. Uh, so um, I, th I think we've we've done a a good job, and we we still try to uh, make big SEO a place where we can help facilitate some of that communication in the industry. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that is all true. Um, let's go to the topic at hand. You spoke at MosCon 2019. Uh, you're actually the second speaker from MosCon in row. I just spoke actually a couple of hours ago with uh, Luke Carthy. He has the episode before you, the episode number 22. How was your experience of MosCon? Was this your first first time at yeah, the conference? No, How did you like uh, it? MosCon is, is, is a fantastic conference. It's it's one of the few in the, in the industry that I would recommend. The other being the, in the conference that, that I founded, uh, Tech SEO Boost, which is a conference dedicated to technical SEO. It was my second MozCon. Uh, I'd been to MozCon once before, back in 2015, and I'd always had this yearning to to come back. And you know, a pleasure for me to to be actually asked to speak and you know you know present on um, on technical SEO and at, at a conference that I you know I truly respect in the industry. Hmm. Okay, your presentation was redefining technical SEO. Mm -hmm. Here are your five minutes so that you sum up your presentation and then we'll talk about so, it. Here you go. Um, uh, the presentation was redefining technical SEO. Sort of started out painting the picture of the SEO of what we've been taught, uh, of having three different pillars being uh, you know, 
we're catering to relevance, which is content strategy. We're catering to, you know, authority, which is link building, link development, P digital PR. And then there's this third one, which is um, quote unquote technical SEO. And that traditional definition of that technical SEO is things that pertain to, you know, basically crawling and indexing, uh, which in some ways is, is a limited definition. Uh, and a definition that sometimes creates a schism in the industry. You have people that sort of gravitate towards the creative uh, content side of things, and then you have people that gravitate towards the technical side of things. Uh, and this sort of spawn, uh, uh, results in some fighting. You have articles. Uh, one of the bigger ones that came out was this technical SEO is makeup uh, by, by Claiborne Griffin on, on uh, Search Engine Land, uh, which was, was it was quite inflammatory, uh, but it was sort of making the point that, you know, it's it's not it's not too hard to get technical SEO to a point that is good enough, but content is in some ways more difficult to achieve that with, and I I, I don't disregard that, and I don't think it's wrong, um, but I think the reason why people come to that conclusion is because they are defining technical SEO wrong. Uh, so in my conference, we had a speaker of the first year, Russ Jones from Moz, um, and he had a, a definition for what technical SEO is. Uh, and I don't have the quote right in front of me, but I'll summarize. It is the, the application of a technical skill set to other facets of SEO. Uh, and clearly this definition encapsulates a whole lot more. Uh, and then I posit even further that there are four types of technical SEO within that. Uh, so the first one is um, what I call checklist technical SEO. This is things that pertain to crawling and indexing, but are, are automatable. Um, you, there, there are tools that can help get you there. Um, and, and in some ways, you, you can completely automate the task. Then there's general technical SEO, which again, are things that pertain to crawling and uh, crawling um, and indexing, uh, but they're, they're, they're a little higher skill, less automatable. Um, they, for instance, uh, finding a, a bug in the CMS that is, you know, uh, hindering crawling. Uh, that would be an example of, of general technical SEO versus checklist technical SEO, which would be checking the box. Does this web page have a canonical tag that's properly formatted? Uh, the third bucket is what I call blurred, uh, blurry lines, technical SEO. There are, there are a series of, of, of jobs that often fall to us as SEO practitioners that are, they're somewhat technical, but they're not necessarily meant to uh, be the job of the SEO. Uh, I could easily fall to someone who works in UX or front end web development. Um, I'm talking things like page speed optimizations, web performance optimization, um, and advanced analytics implementation, uh, Again, things that sort of fall to an SEO practitioner, but aren't necessarily SEO and are quite technical in nature and sometimes. Uh, and the last bucket, which I, I focused most of my presentation on, which was what I call advanced tech, uh, advanced applied technical SEO. And this is really the application of those technical skill sets uh, to all areas of SEO. Uh, so I went through a series of examples of how you could, say, write a computer program to do um, 
uh, a natural language processing analysis to enhance on-page copy. Uh, doing on-page SEO is not inherently a technical SEO task, but when you start applying concepts like data science and other areas of like engineering and these technical skill sets, it could be a technical SEO task. Um, and I went through the gamut. I went through link building, how you can automate things with Wayback Machine and the Moz API and, and pull insights for, for content ideation and apply machine learning. Um, and how when you start to look at technical SEO this way as being a, a source of talent and skills applied to all areas of technical SEO, that it becomes much more important and certainly isn't makeup. All right, that was excellent. Especially the last point of the three, I think, is very important for people. Um, every SEO should obviously, from what we had in your presentations, be a bit of a programmer. But the main question usually is, how much of a programmer should I be? Where should I go and how much should I learn to be a great SEO? Yeah, I, I would say this. There, there are some clear advantages to um, knowing some programming. And by all means, I don't think uh, it's necessary to be an expert programmer uh, working in SEO. I, I do think um, it will help you if you are. Um, what I do advocate for is understanding um, computer programming a little bit, understanding the underlying logic, uh, being able to write very, very simple programs. And there's clear advantages to, to having that as a skill. Uh, one is that, you know, you'll sort of understand how all the puzzle pieces fit together. When you're, when you're working with an engineering team or a developer on a website, you understand where they're coming from. Um, you could communicate to them better. They'll have more respect for you. They're more likely to, to take you seriously. Uh, you'll make better suggestions. Um, and you'll be able to do some more of these more sophisticated things. Um, furthermore, getting these very, very basic skill sets is not that challenging. There's um, a million and one places to, to learn this online. And honestly, get the basics done in, in probably a 30-minute YouTube video. Um, so, so that's sort of my position. Yeah, of course, yeah, because a lot of the things you can just program with Google Docs and Google Sheets with a bit more of a technical knowledge that you need to go and check all the boxes in SEMrush to do your uh, technical audit. Um, technical SEO is usually seen as something that is really important for big websites, especially e-commerce websites that have millions of uh, URLs where crawl budget is important, etc., how important do you see a technical SEO for companies that have smaller websites, especially for B2B companies? Well, I, I think it's, it's quite logical when you look at it from, from the larger website perspective. You have all sorts of, of, of crawling and, and indexing issues that can emerge of, uh, due to scale. Uh, but when you look at that broader definition, that, uh, that definition that I, I, I presented in my MozCon presentation of being the the application of, of technical things in other ways, I think it's quite applicable to small pages. If you're writing a better web page, uh, whether you have you know five pages on your site or a hundred or ten thousand or a million, 
um, being able to enhance what you're doing there, for instance. Um, it doesn't matter it's how many pages you have. You're just you're doing better work. All right. Can you give us a couple of uh, places where people can go and learn technical SEO? Of course, one of them is your website, Search Wilderness, the subreddit Big SEO. And what are the yeah, other places? Um, I you could you could check out my my Mozcon presentation on on SlideShare. Uh, my my blog, SearchWilderness.com, is is littered with examples. There is an upcoming Whiteboard Friday on Moz, mm. uh, where I talk a little bit about this, this topic. Um, and, and lastly, I, I've mentioned my conference. My conference is, is free. Uh, we, we only have a limited space in person, but we make everything available online to be streamed and all past recordings are also available. So check out that. All right, this is our 17 minute mark and we should be wrapping it up. Paul, tell us where can people find you and what are your future conference plans so that people can come and listen to your presentations. Yeah, uh, so my personal blog is searchwilderness.com. The agency I work for is, is Catalyst. It's catalystdigital.com. Uh, my, my Twitter account is Fido, F-I-G-H-T-O. Um, I'm posting there all the time. Uh, in terms of conferences, I have next uh, speaking at Ungagged in Los Angeles in November. Um, in Europe, I am speaking at SMX Advanced Europe in Berlin. And We Love SEO in Paris. Those are both uh, end of September, beginning of October. All right. So a couple yeah. of times you're coming to Europe. Well, my next task is to go and check out all of the presentations or recordings that you have from your conference. I must say I haven't really heard about your conference in the past, but you know, I'm from Europe, you're from up there, so it's a big place. And that's it. Thank you very much for being on the podcast and yeah, I hope to see you around.